Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, we begin a new krach in Lekot HaSichas, Chelek Chafalef. We're going to be learning today the first sicha on Pashas Shemais. This shia today is being learned to the Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef ben Yamin ben Rabbi Menashe Kaltman. Oifim Pasik, Vayihi ki yoru amayaldes asolikim. And it was when HaShem saw that the midwives were fearful of HaShem and they did not heed Pare's command to kill the Jewish babies born, and Hashem made for them houses. What does this mean? Hashem makes for them houses. So the Gemara in Saita says, Rav and Shmuel, there's an argument between Rav and Shmuel how to interpret this. One opinion is, that Hashem gave them houses of Kohona and Levia. Another one is that Hashem gave them houses of kingdom. The opinion that says that Hashem gave them houses of Kainim and Levim, who are these? Aaron and Moshe. This is Aaron and Moshe that come from Yecheved. The other opinion that says that Hashem gave them houses of kingdom, David Nami Miriam Kasi. David Amelech, part of his lineage is also from Miriam. So these were the two midwives, Yecheved and Miriam, that as a reward Hashem gave them, Batikuhone, Levia, and Malchus. In Sifri Vert Kizakt, in the Sifri, when it addresses Vayasla and Batim, so there it says as follows. Batim Elo, when it says here Hashem gives them these houses, Eini Yedea Mayim. I don't know what houses means. Keshu when it says in Malachim, Mikzei Yasrim Shana, at the end of 20 years, Ashabon Shloimeh Shnei Abatim, when Shloimeh Melech built the two houses. As Beis Hashem, he built a house for Hashem, Zukahuna. So the house of Hashem is referring to the Beis HaMikdash, where the Kayanim serve. There's Beis HaMelech, and the house for the king, a palace, Zua Malchus, this refers to kingdom. So we see here in this Pasik that the Batim refers to Kahuna and Malchus. So therefore the Sifri says, Zachsa Yecheved L'Kohuna, Yecheved merited to have Kohuna in her descendants, Umiriam Lamalchus, and Miriam merited to have kingdom in her descendants. So, seems to be pretty similar, but there are differences in the way the Gemara says this and in the way the Safri says it. Now, let's see how Rashi quotes this. Now that we see what the Gemara says and what it says in the Safri, we need to understand the way that Rashi brings this. So Rashi brings the words of the Pasik Vayas Lahem Batim, when his Mephadish says as follows, Bate Kohona Levia O Malchus, Batim refers to the houses of Kohona Levia and Malchus, Shekri and Batim, and they're all referred to as houses. And Rashi brings the Pasik that the Safri brings, Vayiven as Beis Hashem, as Beis HaMelech, that he built a house for Hashem, which is the Kohona and Beis HaMelech kingdom. Kohona Levia Mi Yecheved, Kohona and Levia come from Yecheved, that's Moshe and Adam. Umalchos mi Miriam, and kingdom, which is David Melech, comes from Miriam. And Rashi concludes, as this Pshat says in the Gemara in Saita. So Rashi is telling us that he's quoting this Pshat of the Pasuk here from where? From Saita. So here the question comes up Rashi's quote, the way he brings this Pshat, is actually closer to the way it's said in the Sifri, not in the Gemara in Saita. And the Rebbe points out three things which are more similar to the Sifri than the Gemara. So on one hand, when you look into the words of Rashi, bring to Rashi, what does Rashi here bring? Aleph number one, Sai Kohone, 
on Sai Malchus V and Sifri. Rashi quotes without any argument that Batim means both, Kohona and Malchus, as it says it in the Sifri without an argument. Unlike in the Gemara, where it brings this, that this is an argument between Rav and Shmuel, which one it was. Based another thing that Rashi's quote is more similar to what it says in the Sifri. Their Pasik is based Hashem, is based Hamelech. The source that Batim refers to Kohona and Malchus was Brengtzich and Sifri, Abinitin Gemara. Rashi quotes this Pasik as it's quoted in the Sifri and it's not quoted in the Gemara. Gimel, a third point, Erzogt Kohona, Olivia Miyacheved. Rashi spells out that Kohona and Olivia come from Yecheved, Umalchus Mimiriam, and Kingdom from Miriam. Vin Sifri, as it's uh, quoted in the Sifri. Nitvin Gemara, unlike the way it's said in the Gemara, was his Nit Mefaret, from Vemin, Kohona Olivia is an Araiskekumen. There the Gemara does not specify from whom comes Kohona and Levia. Nor is Mefaret ver Kohona Levio Malchazenim. The main thing the Gemara quotes and points out is who exactly are Kohona, Levia, and Malchus in the descendants. But the Kohona, Levia are Aaron and Meisha. Umanda Omar, but the Malchus, David, Nami, Miriam, Kasi. So here the Gemara is, yes, it does say that it comes from Miriam because we wouldn't know otherwise that David comes from Miriam. But the main focus in the Gemara is regarding who are the ones that were the Kohona, Levia, and Malchus, Aaron, Moshe, and David. And Rashi doesn't mention any of that. So it's pretty clear that Rashi is quoting from the Sifri. Yet, is Rashi Misayim Pirushai, Rashi concludes his, his Pirush on the Pasuk, as this is brought in the Gemara in Saita. Nit, not that this is the way it says it in the Sifri. Okay, so that's the question over here. Why would Rashi say he's quoting Saita when it's clear that he's quoting the Sifri? So the first thing here, that Rashi does not mention the fact that there's an argument about this. So that could be explained very simply. According to the explanation of the commentaries in their Machlaikis from Rav Shmuel and Gemara, explaining what's behind this argument of Rav Shmuel and the Gemara, whether Batim refers to Malchus or refers to Kohona and Leviat. As he is told in the Friedegeplukte from Rav Shmuel and Gemara Dart, this depends on a previous Machlaikis there in the Gemara, between Rav and Shmuel, they argue about the identity of who these midwives were. Chadomar, one opinion is Isha Obita, it was a mother and daughter. Another opinion is that it's a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And the Gemara explains, the one that says that it's a mother and daughter, this is Yecheved and Miriam, as we mentioned before, Yecheved and Miriam. If it's a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law, so who is this? Yecheved Elishava. This is Yecheved and her daughter-in-law, Elishava, that was the wife of Aaron. So therefore the Mepharshim says as follows, The opinion that says that this is a daughter-in-law and mother-in-law is So when it says that the reward was so this refers to the descendants of Elishava being the wife of Aaron, so all Kainim came from her. And then the Leviim, which come from Yecheved, being the mother of Moshe, and all the Leviim that came out from him. And then according to the other opinion, that Isho Bita refers to main Batim, Oich Batim Malchus. If it's a mother and a daughter, so then Batim over here refers also to kingdom as well. 
But the Kona Ulaviyah from Yechaved, both Kayanim and Leviyim come from Yechaved, the descendants of Mesha and Aaron. And the Malchus from Miriam. And the kingdom comes from the daughter, which is Miriam. So that's why there's an argument whether part of the reward includes Malchus or not. If Miriam was a midwife, then it includes Malchus. If Elisheva is the other midwife, then there is no Malchus here as a reward. So now we understand why Rashi doesn't mention any argument about this. Because Vibalt as Rashi learned via Shifri Mefarish Given, since Rashi understands and explained already earlier as the Mialdois, Shifra Upoa, the midwives, which the Pasik refers to them with the name of Shifra and Pua, what was their true identity? Zen Yechevad Miriam. This is the mother and daughter Yechevad Miriam. Kumtais as Batim is Bate Kohona Olivia un Bate Malchus. So therefore, Batim refers to all Kohona Olivia from Yechevad and Malchus from Miriam. So that's clear why Rashi doesn't make a machlekes out of this. As Blaivin Abishve Shara de Yukim. However, the other points mentioned before regarding that Rashi quotes from the Sifri, even though he says that he's quoting the Gemara, Ubeike, primarily here, the question that we have to understand is what says Medayik, Kedisa Saita. Rashi is very specific to say that he's quoting something from the Gemara and Saita. I mean, Rashi doesn't even always tell us where he brings it. Usually, Rashi does not tell us where he's quoting his Piddish from. Here, Rashi makes sure to tell you it's coming from Masechta Saita, meaning that it's relevant to know what it says there in the Gemara and Saita to understand the Piddish that he's telling you. And then he brings the Raya from the Pasik and Malachim regarding the term Batim, which is only brought in Sifri. And then he quotes it the way it says it in the Sifri, that Kohona comes from Yecheved. Unlike what it says in the Gemara, that this refers to Aaron and Mesha. So what is the Pshat in this? Why is Rashi emphasizing the Indian of Gemara Saita? Here the Rebbe then quotes uh, uh, the other details here in this Rashi, specifically the Raya that Rashi and the Sifri bring from the Pasik in Malachim regarding the term Batim, and this also needs to be understood. What exactly is this Raya? The Raya this Rashi brings from Pasik is based Hashem, is based on Melech. Shleimah Melech built a house for Hashem and a house for the king. So this is the source that Batim refers to Kohona Levi and Malchus. So Aleph, the first problem here is Rashi Taichtoch Vayaslehem Batim seems that Rashi is interpreting the term of Batim here, houses, Nit Batim Kipshutai, a binyan. doesn't literally mean a house, a structure. Nor Batei Kohuna Vachulo. The houses of Kohuna, what does that mean? Bias, Bamuvam Fum Mishpacha, Fum Kohuna Levia Omalchos. Bias over here means the family of the Kayanim or Leviim or kingdom, Malchos. Is Dr. Pasuk Vas Rashi Brank? If that's the case, so the Pasuk that Rashi brings. Araya Lister. This is actually a proof to contradict what Rashi is saying. Over there, it's talking about Shleim Melech that literally built houses, the base of Mikdash and a palace. And it seems that Rashi is trying to say that the term Batim should not be taken literally, but it means the families of the Kayan and Levim and the Melucha. So why would Rashi bring this Pasuk here? That seems to contradict the whole point he's trying to say. Beis. Another question on this raya, Isaidamizu. Questions even further, Megifint, under the Psukim, we do find in other Psukim, with the Loshim bias gate of the Rinyan, based Kohono Levia. Clearly, the bias clearly refers to the family of Kainim and Levian. One Pasuk is, Beis Aaron, Barchus Hashem, Beis Alevi, Barchus Hashem. What does that mean over here, Beis Aaron, the house of Aaron? Vazdatan Mentas, 
Mentoches, nita bayis gashmi. There, the term bayis does not mean a physical house. Now, bayis bemuvam from the mishpacha. There, the bayis means the family of the kainim. The mishpacha from kohone and the mishpacha from levia, both the family of kainim and levia. So, this is a clear pasuk that Rashi could quote as a source that the word bayis means a family. Al derech zagifint men by bate malchus. Similar, we find psukim regarding. But the Malchus, that it doesn't literally mean a house, but it means a family. Yasa Hashem Ladoni Bayis Neman, which means the family. Beis HaMelech Hazinu, the house of the king should listen, also family. Or Shimon Beis David, or Beis David Kerlekim. Listen, the Yalerte, main Bayis, Nit Bayis Gashmi. In all these Psukim, the word Bayis does not mean a physical house, nor Bayis Mishpachas HaMelech. It means the house, the family of the king. So now the question is, Hain Favaz, Brek Nit Rashi, Oti Psukim. Why, if Rashi wants to tell you that Batim here means the family of Kohona, Levia, and Malchus, why doesn't he quote these Psukim? Vubayis meint net kepshutai, nasegate of Mishpachis Kohona, Mishpachis Malchus. Here we clearly see that Bayis is not literal, but it means a family. Gimel, another thing about the Raya that Rashi brings, in Rashi Shalofanenu, and the Rashi, the way we have it, quoted, state, Rashi quotes the Pasuk of Malachim, Vayiven as Beis Hashem. Vayiven. He built the house of Hashem as Beis HaMelech. The Lashon HaPasik is a Benitaze. It's not what it says in the Pasik. There's no word by even there. In Pasik state, Kanal, the Pasik that it says there, as was quoted before from the Sifri, Ashabana Shloime as Shnei Batim. Shloime Melech built two houses, as Beis Hashem, as Beis HaMelech. So where does this word Vayiven in the Rashi come in? Okay, so the Rebbe will begin with the last point that we're discussing over here to try to understand what exactly is Rashi's understanding of the word Batim. How do we interpret the word Batim? Before we get to the more general subject to understand Kohone, Levia, and Malchus, and why Rashi chooses this Pshat over other Pshatim, which the Rebbe will quote later in the Sikha, there are other Mepharshim in the Pasik that have other Pshatim, what Batim over here means. But here, first the Rebbe wants to explain to us what is the meaning of Batim according to Rashi? And what is the proof that Rashi brings for this? The Be'er Bezer, so the explanation of this is as follows. The Raya, was Rashi brings from Posik, as based Hashem, as based Samelach, the proof that Rashi is bringing from this Posik is nit, as the word by is vet genitzt, of batikono olevia, bemoven from mishpacha kohono olevia cholo. The point here of Rashi is not to prove that a house bias could be used in the context of meaning a family. We by the psukim beisarim beisalevi borchus Hashem goyim as quoted before, as you see it in the other psukim of beisarim where it means a family. In them is kinchidish nita. There's no novelty about such an interpretation that the word bias could mean a family. Rashi already earlier tells us that the term bias does not mean a house, but it means his servants and the family, the people in the home. Not a house, literally. This is said and we see it many times in the Torah. And one of the places are actually right here in the beginning of this week's parasha. It says, Ish. Ubeisei does not mean that they brought their house, but it means they came with their families. That's not the Chiddush of this Rashi. So the Raya of Rashi the proof Rashi is bringing is of them as b'shas ashtet aloshim batim stam. When the Torah says such a term, vayas lehem batim, Hashem made for them houses, just plain houses. Nit ois taichendik vengvelche bayis esratzach. And the Torah does not specify what kind of houses is it talking about. 
So Rashi is saying that the term batin, stam, can actually be referring to kohone, levia, and malchus. And for this Rashi brings a proof that the term batim, just plain batim, is a term used in relation to kohone, levia, and malchus. So here as well, the word batim, stam, plain as without any additional specification, refers to kohone, levia, and malchus. That is what Rashi is coming to prove. Rashi is mamshich, shikruyim batim. And Rashi goes on to say, why is the term batim, stam, a term that could be referring to kohuna, levia, and malchus? Because we find that kohuna, levia, malchus, and the Torah is described as plainly batim, houses. In Pasuk V'yabrenkterai, in the Pasuk which Rashi proves, now what does it say there? That Shlema Melech built ha-batim, as Beis Hashem, as Beis HaMelech. So first it says that Shlema Melech built a Shnei HaBatim, the two houses, and then it says, what are those two houses? Beis Hashem, as Beis HaMelech. So here the Rebbe inserts and clarifies that what is the correct girsa here in Rashi, when Rashi quotes the Raya from this Pasek. This is the right girsa, the, the, the way to read the quote of the Pasek in Rashi. HaBatim. And the word vayiven that we have in the Rashi in print, it's a mistake. That's uh, There's no such a word in the Pasuk, so that's, that can't be what Rashi is quoting. It should be replaced with the word habatim. The word vayiven, this isn't fusi Rashi, is atas from Maitik. It's a mistake of the printer or whoever copied this over. And the Rebbe in Ha'ara 29 goes into the details to explain how this mistake developed. Well, this is the right quote from the Pasuk. Habatim, as beis Hashem, as beis HaMelech. Now, what is this double lotion here in the Pasuk? This extra word of Ha-Batim, and then it specifies Beis Hashem, Beis HaMelech, which goes on Kohuna, Levia, and Malchus, show. The lotion is Ha-Batim. First it says Batim, Stam. And an added word here of just plain Batim. Was the Pasuk Lake Dartsu, which is added here in the beginning, which is extra. Taish, the Pasuk Laichop, and then the Pasuk goes ahead and explains as this main, Beis Hashem, Beis HaMelech. This refers to the house of Hashem and the house of the king, which is Kohona, Leviya, and Malchus. That's the, 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 the proof of Rashi. What do we see from here? Obemele is move on, so from this we understand, as the word Batim, Stam, when the Pasuk here adds this extra word Batim plainly, so therefore here as well, when we see here by Yasla and Batim, and it just simply plainly says Batim houses, what does this mean? This could also be referring to Batim, Kohona, Leviya, and Malchus. It refers to Kohona Levia Malchus, which is related to a bias, as we see in a Pasuk and Malachim. That's what Rashi is coming to explain. So now, what do we understand from this? Is the word Batim in this Pasuk, is the meaning of this word a house, literally a physical house? Is it a house in the sense of a family? That's not the discussion here at all. As the Rebbe clarifies here further, was the far, so therefore as Cain stealing it, there's no contradiction here. Das was Dorten, main Batim, Beis Hashem, Beis HaMelech, Batim Kipshutam. In the Pasuk there in Malachim, Batim actually does mean literal houses, the Beis HaMikdash and a palace, which, which Shleim HaMelech built. So over here, when Rashi says that the term Batim refers to Kohona, Leviya, and Malchus, he's not negating a literal house, a physical house. Varam does Rashi nit oisen as batim stam main from Kohona, Leviya, again, let me read that again. Varam does Rashi nor oisen, because the main and only point, actually, that Rashi here is coming to say is, as batim stam, main When the Torah uses a plain term of batim, it could be referring to kohono levi'a malchus. That's the main point. 
Now, the term batim can actually either be referring to a house physically, literally, or the batim b'muvim from mishpacha. And the batim could also be referring to as a family. The term batim, that's not our discussion here, what the term batim here means. Both are true. There's both aspects to it and both are true. But the term batim in the Torah is related to Kohona, Levia, and Malchus, as we see from Malachim. That's what Rashi is proving as a source to his pshat that the schar of Ayasla and Batim that Hashem rewarded Yecheved and Miriam was Kohona, Levia, and Malchus in the descendants of, uh, that they had in the world. Okay, that's the simple pshat. Simply how to read the flow in Rashi, what the Raya here is. And what uh, the meaning of Kohona Levia Malchus is. Okay, but now here though, the Rebbe comes back to actually explain a more fundamental point. As mentioned, there are other Pshotim in the Mepharshim what the reward of Ayas Lehem Batim is. What the reason why Rashi chooses specifically this Pshat of Kohona Levia Malchus, which actually seems to be a Pshat that's further from the simple Pshat of the Pasik than other Pshotim that there are. So let's see, see if the Rebbe brings other Pshotim in the Pasik. The question though here is, what is the hechrich b'pshutosham mikra lernen as es main tafke di drei sugibatim? What forces us? And the simple pshat of the pasuk to say that the schar here of batim means these three types of houses that could be referred to plainly as houses, and it's it's kohen levi amalchus, but the kohen levi amalchus. Mekendoch lernen, you can simply learn as es main batim and algemei that Hashem. Gave them the reward of houses in the general sense, not attributed or related to anything specific. As the meaning and the translation of the word batim always. And as other commentaries here, in our case, translate this. And here the Rebbe brings two of the interpretations that Mepharshim say right here. Aleph one is, as the, batim. the reward was that Hashem built for them homes for them to have a place of safety and protection to save themselves from pare. So a place to hide and a place to protect themselves from pare. That's the, the reward, physical homes to be and to live in. Bays, another interpretation, as we mentioned before, the other interpretation of the term batim, as it is many times in Teda, as batim domain to bonim. Batim over here means children, mishpachas, families. And this is a reward for these midwives that kept the children that they gave birth to alive. For this, that they helped and assisted in the birth of Jewish children. So they helped create Jewish families. They were paid measure for measure. That they had their own children and they were able to create their own Yiddish families. That's a very simple and straightforward pshat, and it's midah, connected midah, measure for measure. Both of these interpretations fit easier and better into the simple understanding of the Pasuk, more than Rashi's pshat. While, for the following two reasons, Aleph number one, Devod Batim, Vertan So, according to these uh, interpretations, we can translate the word Batim simply. Or the Gashmi is the Gabatim, whether it means literally physical houses, or the Mishpachis, or it refers to families. Vos Migafin Pekam and Bekam is As mentioned, this is quoted this way, or it's said this way in many times in the Torah. Nit Adosas Aremes of Batikahuna Levio Malchus. And not that the word Batim is a word that sometimes is related to Kahuna Levi and Malchus, which is just a hint. 
Dafka specifically these houses. And a source for this is only found in Seifim Malachim, because it's not usually what Batim literally means. Beis, another reason why these Pshatim are simpler in the Pasik, it makes more sense to interpret this way because Vayas is past tense. That the reward was that Hashem had already built for them these homes. By contrast with Rashi's Pshat, is Dr. Inyan Abatim from Kohona Levia Gekumen Lachazman. The Kohona Levia that was the reward that came only a time later. Umalchus David is Gekumen with Kamet Deirish better. And the kingdom of David Amelech was many generations later. So, how does that fit into the simple meaning of the Pasuk Vayas that seems to be talking about the past? So, why does Rashi choose his Pshat in Vayas Lambatim, which seems to be just a remez in the word of Batim? So the explanation for this is as follows. Let's look at the broader context of the Pasuk here. The Pirushim, the Pirushim, that is, these other interpretations of the commentaries, is Rashi Shailo, Rashi negates this. The myth, was Rashi Zog, dem Pirish, besmichis of behemshech zum Friedigen Pasuk. Rashi says the Pshat that he says here, together with and as a continuation of what he explains and what it says in the previous Pasuk, when it talks about the reward, and Hashem did good for the midwives. And there Rashi says, what does this mean? And what is this good? What is the reward? That Hashem built for them homes. And Rashi also quotes from the Pasuk these two words, that Hashem made for them these homes. So what is Rashi doing by connecting the beginning of the previous Pasuk, where it says, and now the end of the next Pasik where it says Vayaslam Batim. These two things don't say in the Pasik one right after the other. So what's Rashi doing here by connecting them? With this, Kumter Nit Rashi is not just simply coming to explain. When it says that Hashem did good, he rewarded them. What is this reward? So that would seem to be the simple thing that Rashi is coming to clarify, which is also true. That the Vayetev is connected to the conclusion of the next Pasik where it says, Vayaslam Batim, even though, Vibal, the Shaitan Pasik Shalach is a nit besmichas Vayetev. When it says Vayaslam Batim, it says other things in the Psukim in between. As the Rebbe is going to quote a little bit later in the Sikha. So since they don't say right near each other, so Rashi is connecting them. Vayetev refers to what it says in the end of the next Pasik, Vayaslam Batim. That's simply what Rashi is coming to explain. But really, there's something deeper here. There's something more that Rashi is coming to say by connecting these two points. Additionally, Rashi wants to explain and prove to you the Pirish from Vayaslam Batim. The way he chooses to interpret Vayaslam Batim, not like the simple pshat that other Mepharshim say, but that it refers to Kahuna Levia Malchos. So the, the source of this, the explanation for this pshat, is because we see that the Vayeta Velikim. The reward and the goodness of Hashem refers to this, that he makes for them these houses. That's why that's what forces Rashi to say that there's something more here, that there's Bate, Kohona, Leviya, and Malchus. And the Rebbe explains, If the Pasuk would simply mean, that Hashem built for them houses, buildings, to protect them and to save them from Paray, 
So, Aleph number one, there's a simple question. The language in the Pasuk should be, as it usually says regarding building a home, that Hashem built, not that Hashem, that He made for them these homes. Bays, but another point here, and this is going back to the previous point, the connection of Vayetev and the Vayas Lembatim, Pastnit Emim from Vayetev. The term Vayetev, that Hashem is providing and giving goodness to them, doesn't really fit according to the Pshat that the Mepharshim say that Hashem just built them homes for protection. Goodness means Hashem is giving them something in the positive sense, something good. Not just a prevention to protect themselves, not to be harmed from pare. Why would that be referred to as Vayetev, that Hashem is giving them some goodness? Alterach is similar, according to the other pshat mentioned before that Mepharshim say, that Batim refers to the families that Hashem built for them. Oyev the Pirish is, as you have in Bonim, that Yecheved and Miriam gave birth to children and uh, built their beautiful families. What is the special goodness here? Something unique and novel that Hashem gave them. This is true, and this happened with all Yidin, even before Yechever and Miriam did what they did here, that they, uh, that they gave, kept the children alive, is what does it say by all Yidin? That all Yidin were fruitful and had many children to a tremendous degree. So there's nothing unique here, there's no vayet of special schar for Yechever and Miriam. So since when it says Vayas Batim, this is the Schar of Vayetev, so therefore Rashi says, as Batim Domenta Spitzialatoiva. When it says here Hashem builds them homes, this is referring to a unique goodness that Hashem gave them, which is the Bate Kuhona Levio Malchus. The houses of Kuna Levio Malchus, this is something unique that Hashem gave only them. Nitztam Hobzeev Kishtelt, Vialiidim Shpachis. Not only did they establish like all of Klal Yisrael families, Nofnzeis and Arezgit Kumen, Batim, from them came out houses on a different level. What kind of houses? Yes, 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 yes. This is the expression that it says in the bracha of uh, uh, Yaakov to Reuven, when he says, yes, 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 that he should have deserved to have, yes, 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 and yes, yes, that he should have had more power and more might. And Rashi there says, this refers to Kohona and Malchus, which is Bate Kohona Levi or Malchus. So this expression of yes, 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 and yes, yes, this is what Yecheved and Miriam was not just to establish families like all of Klal Yisrael, but a strong and powerful and dignified families of Kohuna, Levia, and Malchus. That's why Rashi says the pshat that he does in order to explain what's unique about this reward, what's this special goodness that Hashem gave them. But here though, there's another detail that Rashi has to explain regarding this subject. And this is where the Rebbe is going to come back to the original question of the Sikhe. Why is Rashi saying that he's quoting from the Sechta Saita, even though it is clear that Rashi is quoting from the Sifri? Nevertheless, Rashi adds in the end the Sechta Saita because he wants you to look at what it says in the Sechta Saita. In order to emphasize, what is the advantage of this pshat that Rashi chooses? Is Rashi mitzayin kedisa b'mesechta saita? So Rashi tells you that this is a quote from the Gemara in saita. But thus is nit nakedets onvaisin the mukkah. Rashi is not just simply showing you the source because the source is really more from the Sifri. Nor farenferen rather Rashi here is coming to answer the choice of this pshat where there's another question that comes up here. 
But Lachayre, seemingly, there's another great advantage to the Pshat that the Mepharshim simply say in the Pasuk. It's well understood, according to the other interpretations that the Mepharshim say, is the schar v'yaslam batim in gufa The reward is something which relates to what happened over here, to what they did. According to the first interpretation, what happened over here? They weren't afraid of Pare. That's what happened. Pare told them to go and, God forbid, kill the babies, and they didn't listen. So Hashem gave them the reward to be protected from Pare. And definitely, according to the second interpretation, as Batman means, that Hashem gave them children and families, it's So, of course, if they helped Yidin establish families and give birth to children, so Hashem gave them also beautiful families. So, this is measure for measure. So this pshat is, shows us how the schar here is a schar related to what they did. However, according to Rashi, is the schar, as the schar is bote kohone, olivia, o malchus, that the schar that Hashem gives them, yes, it is vayetev, it's something unique, which is kohone, olivia, malchus, but kumtais, however, it comes out as dovet gegevim, as zaytig schar. The reward that they got is com- seemingly a completely side, unrelated reward. And is not the end for the minion was the miyalus of mikatan, but the chayanes ayaladim. The schar that they're getting is in no way related or somewhat similar to what they actually did when they helped Yidin give birth and establish families. What's this minion of kohuna Levi and Malchus doing here as a schar for this? So that's another uh, problems with with this pshat that Rashi here comes to explain by letting us know that he's quoting this pshat from the Gemara and Saita. So Rashi says that this is what it says in the Gemara and Saita. Now, if you take a look there in the Gemara, this is brought over there in continuation to what it says there in the Mishnah, and then a whole discussion in the Gemara about this regarding this subject of the way a person behaves, the measure of what he does, Hashem pays him back and acts with him measure for measure. And furthermore, what you see there in the Gemara is, when Hashem gives a person measure for measure, was the Mishnah or Gemara Rechenanais, which the Mishnah there goes on to enumerate, it includes various different things of reward and punishment as well, which are Keneged corresponding, or in the Zelbe Midafun, in the same exact measure as, Yedin Prat von Maiseodam. Every single detail of what of what the person has done. So here, if you look into the Gemara and the, Mish- the Mishnah and the Gemara, there you'll see to what extent the midah kenegid midah goes. It's not just the midah kenegid midah in the general sense related to what the person da- did, but it's really midah kenegid midah with every detail of what the person has done. Now over here, this explains why Rashi brings up Kohuna, Levia, and Malchus, because this is actually the real midah kenegid midah with every single detail. With this, we could understand the advantage that there is with the Pshat that Rashi brings that we're talking about Bate, Kohone, Levia, Malchus. That's the reward specifically. Why? Because what Bate, Kohone, Levia, Malchus, what this, this kind of reward, what does this express? It's not just to point out, as the Rebbe said before, because it says, so this has to be something different and unique, that this was a very great reward. No, rather, primarily, 
Vidas is midah keneged midah. This actually is measure for measure. And b'chol pratim, And it's measure for measure in the details here. Neged pratim from Zeya Corresponding to the details of what they, what they accomplished. If you look deeper into, the, into what came out as a result of what they did when they allowed the babies to live, and you, so from this you'll understand how this char is uniquely midah keneged midah. How is that so? The pa'ola from the miyaldis and them was what chayana sayiladim. This that the midwives Yechaved and Miriam did when they allowed the children to live, the babies to live, is given nit nor das vaselvn durch dem geholfen as as all zon oivgestalt veren yiddishim mishpachis. Doesn't only simply mean that they allowed the babies to live and with this to be able to establish Jewish families. Nor, but if you look deeper and further into this, what was the result of their action? Nor durch dem what zach oivgestalt dem roiv or the ganze dor yitzim mitzrayim. Well, through their actions, they established most, if not all, of the generation that came out of Israel. And this is from where the entire Jewish nation comes from for, for the end of time. So they are the ones that, with their actions, if you look at the final result that comes out of this, all Yidin alive today are a result of, these, of the action of these two women, Yecheved and Miriam, that did not kill the babies. They, they brought them to life and they uh, established Klal Yisrael for, for all future generations. That's really the extent of the action that they did. So therefore, is the schar ba'ifin the midah keneged midah So therefore, the measure for measure here is not simply in a detail of establishing of one family or the detail of being protected from paray, which was a certain detail of that they weren't afraid of paray. Hashem gives them protection, but the midah keneged midah includes looking deeper into the result of what their actions had accomplished. So therefore, the reward is not just simply that Hashem provides for them something specific that they now have, a nice family, or even when Rashi quotes over here, the fact that the schar was that, oh, now they have descendants that were kainim, levim, and malachim, and this, it's not, the reward over here is not the fact that they have such a beautiful family that they can, can take pride of, that they have such nice, beautiful, and great, dignified children. That's not the point of this reward. Now rather, the point of it here is the result of what comes into existence later in Klal Yisrael, that we have the houses, the houses, as Rashi explains, that you have Klal Yisrael as a whole unit, as a whole existence of a nation. And within the existence of the unit of the nation of Klal Yisrael, you have the house, the unit of something which is more powerful, more dignified within Klal Yisrael. And that is the Bote Kohono Leviya Malchus. It should be Yisrael, which exists in the nation of Yidin. At Seif Till the end of all times. That is the real Midah Kenegad Midah. Just like what they did is bringing Klal Yisrael into existence and for all the end of times, for the end of all generations, so therefore Rashi also emphasizes, but within Klal Yisrael itself, you have the unit and the dignified section of Klal Yisrael, which is Kohono Levi'a Malchus, and that's what they was Eichetu. So this is uniquely Midah Keneged Midah Bepratiyas. That's why Rashi chooses Dafka this Pshat, and we could understand this based on the Gemara in Mesech Saita. Asha'enken and Sifri, by contrast, 
in the fuller con- in, in the fuller context of the way this concept is quoted in the Sifri. even though there as well it says that yes, that this is the same reward which Rashi quotes the Kohuna and Malchus. However, there the context in the Sifri is different. Alts number one as Araya, it's bringing it as a proof to the following concept. It's called a Makar one that takes a step to bring himself close to Hashem. From heaven, they draw him close. So that's, and it brings examples for this, and this is one of them. So there it doesn't discuss this concept of the extent of measure for measure, that you have to look into the actual details of the result of what happened to really understand to what extent Hashem's reward is also including this result of what you receive in this reward. Rather, there is just discussing the general idea of a person that's Bringing, taking a step to bring himself close to Hashem, so Hashem responds in kind, in the general sense, to draw him near to Him. This is a general concept that's the same with any good action that a person does. As quoted there in the Sifri, as we find this in other places, She drew herself near Hashem, so Hashem drew, brought her near to Him. That's in the Sifri. But in the Sufri, it, it doesn't uh, pay attention to the detail, to look into the result of the action that's done here. In the Sufri, when it talks about the reward here, that of, for what Yecheved and Miriam did, it doesn't talk about the reward here in relation to the whole existence of the nation, of Klal Yisrael, for the end of all times. And the Kohone Levia Malchas being also part of that existence of Klal Yisrael. In the Sifri, when it talks about Kona Malchus, it does not use the expression of Bate, the homes. Because in the Sifri, where it doesn't talk about the detail of this schar, so it doesn't talk about the Bottom Be Yisrael. The schar is as a reward for this, that not only they right then established Yiddish families, but they also are the ones that brought the entire class of all future generations. The Sufri doesn't go into it to such detail, doesn't uh, focus on that. And therefore it doesn't say, it just simply says that they got a schar, that their children were great, dignified children. Rashi is talking about something else, about Klal Yisrael. And part of Klal Yisrael, there's the most dignified and greatest ones in Yidin. There's Yeseseis and Yeseos. That's Batikohone Leviya Malchos. That is what Rashi is quoting here. It's a completely different understanding in the focus of what the Schar is. And Rashi really, I mean, is, 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 this is the focus that the Rebbe said before. This is what Batim, Stam, and the Pasuk means. The, Torah, the, the, the way the Torah chooses to say the language here, for the, what the schar was, it doesn't say a language where it clearly says and Malchus. it uses the term batem. And batem is, is related to and refers to and Malchus. Because yes, it's talking about the union of and Malchus, but not just Stam, and Malchus as a, as a personal schar for them that they have such nice and beautiful and great dignified children. But rather it's referring to the existence within Klal Yisrael of the greatest segment of Klal Yisrael, 
that belongs that that came from Yecheved and uh, and Miriam. So this is the schar for the whole existence of Klal Yisrael that was brought into being through Yecheved and Miriam. That's the context and the understanding of the schar here. The way Rashi quotes it specifically from based on what it says in the Gemara in Saita. Okay, that's one point of why Rashi brings Gemara in Saita. Yeshleima. Now we can add another detail here as mitkedisa b'mesach the Saita. When Rashi quotes the Gemara of Saita. This answers another question that comes up over here with what Rashi says. And here the Rebbe will get into more detail in the point that I mentioned before that when it says and Rashi says that this is a continuation from what it says in the previous Pasuk that this is the goodness, this is the schar that Hashem did for them. These two, they're not written together. There's something that comes in between. So the question is, why is Rashi ignoring that here? The beginning of this pasuk where it says Vayaslem Batim, it says Vayihi Kiyoru Amiyaldis Asolikim, and it was that these uh, uh, midwives were fearful of Hashem. So then it says Vayaslem Batim. So Hashem made for them homes. So simply you have to learn and understand this as the schar Vayaslem Batim that the schar of the homes is of them was Yoru Asolikim. It's what it says in the beginning of this pasuk. That they were fearful of Hashem. Not only what it says earlier in the previous psukim that that they allowed the children to live, but right over here for this point of the year, the fear that they had from Hashem. So, but however, though the interpretation of how batim vayaslam batim is a schar for this for the year that they had of Hashem, so in Medrash we find that yes, it connects these two, but there it says a completely different shot of what the schar is. This is what it says, and the Medrash goes on to say, what is the schar for this that they were fearful of Hashem? That from them comes the source of Teire. Because she was fearful of Hashem, so therefore came out from her regarding Moshe, it says that he's toiv, he's good. And the Teire was given through him, and Teire is also referred to as a good acquisition. And the Teire is referred to as the Teire of Moshe. The Teire of Moshe, my servant. That's the reward for the fear of Yechevet. And from Miriam also came out someone that uh, had a unique connection to Teire, which is Betzalel. Full of wisdom. Hashem filled him with the spirit of Hashem. And he's the one that built the Arayin to hold the Teire inside of it. That's what the Medr says. So the Schar of Ayasla and Batim refers to Moshe and Betzalel that the schar is yoro salikim. The the yira is connected to teira. Meisha and betzal connected to teira. Now, what's the connection of teira to the Indian of yoro salikim? How is that midah connected midah? Even in the simple shot of, of learning the pasuk, is das lachayre mer masim v'shayech tzuvayihi ki yoro hamiyaldis salikim. This is more connected and more befitting for as a reward for the fear of Hashem. What is Taira? Taira is we learn the Taira and that brings us to fulfill the mitzvahs and to be fearful of Hashem. So therefore, as a schar for them, Yaru Alekim, they were Zeicha for descendants 
that that brought Taira to the world, that built the Aram for Taira. But this is the Schar Achin Hayla. This is a very great reward. Was Durch Meisha, Izun, Meisha Rabbeinu, the son of Yecheved, hat er Ewische gegeben Taira to Israel. Hashem gives Taira to the entire Klal Israel. Und wenn wir sagen, darf man nicht ankommen zu lernen, so if this would be the Pshat, so then you don't have to come and say, as the Vayeta v'lekim l'meyaldois, that when it says in the previous Pasek, that Hashem did good for the midwives, gei, that then was ashed b'siyum, ha'kosav shalachri is there, that it's related to what it says in the conclusion of the following Pasek, v'rashi lent, as Rashi explains this, and there's a break in between with the Vayarov v'lekim with other things. Now the Schar is avdem v'sashed b'aschalas kosav zeh, the schar over here refers to what it says right here in the pasuk. That the midwives were afraid of Hashem. So why does Rashi relate this back specifically to what it says earlier by Yetev, that it's going on this that they allow the children to live and so on, and not to the fear of Hashem that the pasuk is pointing out in the beginning of this pasuk. So this as well is answered with what Rashi points out in the end when he says, Take a look what it says in the Gemara and Saita, and there you'll see why we're focusing on the Schar of Ayasla and Batim in relation to what it says earlier, that Vayetev, that Hashem did good for them for this, that they allow the children to live, and not regarding the detail of the Yiras Hashem that they had. What do we see there in the Gemara? In the Mishnah, Vesugya and Mesechta Saita. So going back into the Mishnah and the Sugya there in the Gemara and Saita is Mavuer. You can see, it's understood from there, that Inyan, from Midah Keneged Midah, that this idea that Hashem gives a reward measure for measure is Nit Keneged Regesh V'Kavona Sodom. This is not focused on the feelings or the intentions that a person has and what he does. Nor keneged zaymaisa b'poyel. The midah keneged midah, the measure for measure, is corresponding to the action that the person did, regardless of his feelings or intentions. On that inyan is mudgish and pshutu shomikra. And this is something which is also emphasized even in Pshar of the Pasik and virashi, Rashi brings this rule of midah keneged midah, measure for measure earlier, the inyan for midah keneged midah, which refers to maisa b'poyel, the actual the action that the person does, that Hashem treats the person, we see this in the Mabo, where there it says, their sins were, in the Pasuk uses the term, that was very great, they're evil in their actions, and therefore the punishment was also the great depths, with the flood of the water that came up in the Mabo. So it's referring to the actions, that's the concept of without focusing on the Feelings or intentions that the person has. On the river, so therefore this relates back over here as well, regarding the reward that the Pasuk here says, Vayaslam Batim, where the Taylor tells us specifically what the reward was, and this is Midah Keneged Midah. Is Apipshut, Ishamikra Muvan, and the simple understanding of the Pasuk has understood as the Atave, on the Scharda, that the goodness and the reward is Nita Zayfil Fazer Kavano Machshave. It's not to such an extent. Focused on their intentions or their thoughts, Yoru Salakim, the fear of Hashem, Narbeke, primarily for for what they actually did. Zainik Miyaldais, being midwives. And that's in the name. Shifra. Shifra means Shemishaperis as of Lad. She soothes the baby. And Pua means Shapayim with Abedis Vahigal of Lad. That uh, talking and making sounds to uh, calm down the baby crying. Un Vatachayanis Ayaladim, the action of actually making the babies live. Helfen, Oivstel, and Batim be Yisrael to help 
established the homes of Yidin, Biz Kol Beis Yisrael, as mentioned before, the further result of this is the existence of the entire Kal Yisrael for all future generations. That's the action. That's the main thing in my Sipapayal in this world that was done. One of them is the Schar. So for this, the reward is the Schar here is not so much this idea that she had a son that was such a great person that the Torah is given through him. Or similar, the great level that Petzal was on. This is not a kind of reward which is corresponding to the action that she did. The action is to establish the nation, the house of all of Klal Yisrael. The fact that she has a great son, which is the greatest thing in the world, bring Torah into the world, or B'tzala, on a great level that builds the Odin, that's not, that not midah keneged midah for establishing the house of all the Klal Yisrael. This that Moshe Rabbeinu was a great person, he, he was a great person as a son of Yecheved, yes, that is a great reward, but that's just as a great son that she had. But not that this shows on a great unit of a whole family that, that a certain segment of Klal Yisrael that she had as a reward for setting, for, for establishing and bringing all of Klal Yisrael into existence. This is not something that was then continued or carried on to the next generation. This uh, leadership of Meisha Rabbeinu and this greatness was given over to someone else, to Yeshua. It's just one individual that she had a great son like Meisha Rabbeinu. So what, but what is though the real reward of Midah Keneged Midah for the action that she did, which brought to the building and the establishment of the entire Klal Yisrael, base Yisrael, the reward of having within the entire nation of Klal Yisrael, the segment of Klal Yisrael, which is the greatest, the most dignified and on the highest level, the Kainim, the Levim and the Malachim, that's the Batek Kono Amachos. That is the real reward, Midah Midah. So therefore Rashi learns that this is the main schar over here, which is Midah Keneged Midah, and it's connected to Vatachayana Sayyelodim. Not the schar related to Yoro Asalakim, as it says it in the Medrash. Now here, after all of this, so we had over here quoted from the way it is in Rashi, which Rashi is gleaning primarily from the Gemara, even though he quotes languages of the Sifri. On the other hand, we had the Pshara of the Sifri, and then the Rebbe also brought us the schar that it says in the Medrash. Three different uh, approaches to the reward over here. Besides the Pashtaniya Mikra, which I haven't mentioned before. But here the Rebbe concludes and explains how we can see over here these three different approaches, that each approach is, is appropriate for who, who it is that's saying this pshat. Let's see. We could see over here how everything in Torah is very precise. Not only are there three pshatim over here, but the place where these three pshatim are said and who's the one that's saying it makes a big difference. That it shows us different ways of how you approach a schar or a subject in Torah. Even though this subject that we're saying here, what did Yecheved and Miriam merit as a reward? Is an inyan fanagada or drush? So this is a, a subject of of drush of an agada to understand deeper what the schar is. We could see the difference in the in the sources. Rashi Gemara. The way the way it's quoted in Rashi and Gemara. Vidas is in Medrash, and then the way it's quoted in Medrash. And Vidas is in Sifri. And the way the Sifri looks at this, what does this ha consist of? 
So it's not just simply that each one randomly chooses another approach to understanding what the schar is. No, it's very precise. As the chiluk is behesen to the klolim ugedorim from dem chelik betayru state. The fact that each one quotes the schar the way he does, it's because it's a different section in Torah, and every section in Torah has another approach, another layer of an understanding Torah, and therefore accordingly it understands also what specifically the reward here was. And the Rebbe explains, beginning with the Medrash. In Medrash, when it comes to the Medrash, versus Drash va this is expounding on Teire on a deeper level. And regarding this, it said, Al-Tarev brings this, uh, actually, sorry, this is a quote here from the Gemara first, that this draws the heart of a person, like the stories and the deeper understandings of Teire. So this is the section of Teire that interprets Teire related primarily to the emotions of the person. On, additionally, this is the section of Teireh that encourages a person and brings a person to have fear of heaven. Is the Ikemail of Adgosha. So here, what's mainly highlighted in the Medrash, the fact that the act that they did was a result of their fear of Hashem. So the Medrash highlights primarily the, the reward, not just for the action, but for the motive and for what's going on in the heart internally, the 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 Yiras Hashem that they had, and the reward for this is Meish Rabbeinu the Kevas That's the Medrash approach. In Sifri Aber, on the other hand, though in Sifri, but this Beker Halachis, Sifri is primarily a Medrash, but a Medrash of Halachis, Fabunim et Maisa, and therefore it's uh, primarily connected to action. Is the Schar and initial Maisa? So therefore, the Schar here, the reward here as well, is related to something in the world of action. Kohone Omalchus. It's the kohona and malchos that that there is the children that they have, which are kainim and malachim, related to the action that they did, that they brought children, families in the world. So Hashem gives them special families, special children, which are kohona and malchos. That's referring not only not to their intentions and to the yiras Hashem, but to what they actually did. That gosh and ma'ase. However, here in the sefri, what's being highlighted in their actions. We're not looking deeper into the result of what came out of their actions. Rather, we're looking at the general point of the actions. The general point over here, that they listen to what Hashem said to them, that they should give birth to Yiddish children and establish families. And therefore, Hashem also gave them families, gave them beautiful and great families. But this is all in the general sense not looking deeper into what was the result of what they had done. In Pirish Rashi, however, when it comes to Rashi, Pshutish Omikra, Rashi says, simple, plain, literal Pshara the Pasik. So here, when you, when you learn Taira on this level, this takes you down to even a, a more simpler and basic level to look into the details of the action. Rashi is gleaning this from the Gemara, and also in Gemara you find many times it brings things in the simple and literal sense. We get at Kamapam as already spoken about once. Herzachan, so we hear what you begin noticing as Laya Medrish Medrish expounding and looking into the intentions or other things that are in, inside the person. That's not the main thing. The main thing is the action, the Maisa Bapayal. And over here, in the Maise, what's relevant is not only the general action that's done, 
which maybe you may be seeing a lot of different actions that all have a common denominator that you're listening to Hashem, coming close to Hashem. Not over here, Hamaisa, when you say Hamaisa, it means a person that wants to focus on details and therefore he's in the world of medrash because he wants to expound in the details so to this we say to him no the ike is the maisa the ike, in the details yeah the details is in the maisa over there in the details of the maisa now the teichem prati from the asiyah prati so therefore we have to look into the specific details of the actions and what exactly specifically was the result what was accomplished through the maisa here so therefore here, we focus deeper and see the result of the Maise of what Yechever and Miriam did. So therefore, what's relevant over here that the Pshat Rashi says, based on the Gemara, what's the Shachar from Bate Kohone Olivia Malchus? Not just simply that they established families and therefore they had a beautiful family of their own and a very dignified family, but the specific emphasis of Bate Kohone Olivia Malchus, that they established Klal Yisrael, so they have established the greatest segment of Klal Yisrael came from them. And the source for this comes from the Pasuk where it talks about Shleim HaMelech building a house for Hashem and a palace, which are bought in Kipshutoi Begashmis. As Rabbi pointed out earlier in the Siche, we're not negating simple homes in, in the literal sense physically. Because the Milo here of what Yechever and Miriam did is that they established and brought to life Lebedigamach, Batim Bi Yisrael. They are the ones that bring the entire nation of Klai Yisrael, the homes of Klai Yisrael, until the end of all times. That includes, in the sense of families, in the sense of literally, physically, the homes where you live, Kanab Arucha, as explained already before at length. This is specifically Rashi's approach when you look into the details and the result of the action that they did. Ah, here the Rebbe concludes with a tremendous lesson that we can take out of all of this in valuing and seeing what is the main reward that uh, is more valuable than others. As you see here, different options of explaining what the reward is. What's the reward that Rashi chooses to say is the main reward that they received to what they did? From the reward that Rashi highlights, we can take out an amazing lesson. Coming back to what the Medrash says before. The Medrash says that what's the reward for what they did? They were fearful of Hashem, so Hashem gives them Moshe Rabbeinu that brings Torah to the entire Klai Yisrael. Rashi does not choose that reward. Now, L'chayre seemingly, Anachanami, yes, it's true, as their Inyan, was Moshe is given there, was nitna Torah al Yodeh. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that the Torah is given through him. Is nitkein midah keneged midah schar for Yecheved Miriam. As explained already, this is not the measure for measure for what Yechever and Miriam did. And that's the reason in the simple pshat where Rashi doesn't bring this detail. However though, if you want to measure what's a greater schar, seemingly there can't be any greater schar than this, than having a son like Moshe Rabbeinu that is the, is the one that brings down the Torah for the entire Klal Yisrael. So it's not midah connected midah, but seemingly... This tzachar that the Medrash says is the greatest tzachar possible. But, says the Rebbe, no, that's not the case. It's been madgish, what Rashi here is emphasizing is. As this is the Rashi is quoting this tzachar not only because this is the tzachar midi keneged midi, but this is actually an even greater reward. On nachas, and a greater nachas for a Yiddish mama for a Jewish mother. Bate kuhuna levia umalchos. To have established in Klal Yisrael houses of kuhuna levia malchos 
That is a much greater level of schar. And the Rebbe spells out. Nitazoi was zihat azun was a greise lamdem baki chadev chayetzibeze. The greatest schar does not consist of the fact that a person can say, "Look at the son that I have. I have a son that's the greatest lamdem, greatest scholar, the sharpest learner, and so on, on the level of Meishur Rabbeinu, that he's the one that receives the Torah and he is the greatest son that I have here in the world." That's not considered to be the greatest reward and the greatest nachas for a Yiddish mother. Rather, nor does Eifstelen button be Israel. The fact that a mother can establish a Jewish home, bate kohona levio malchus, and not just a plain Jewish home, but a very uh, a Jewish home on a high level, Yiddish kinder to have Yiddish children and kids kinder and grandchildren, talmidim and talmidim, talmidim, students and students of students, helfen Yidden zu bayin Yiddish heimen. The fact that you are the one that is assisting building to build Jewish home, to build the Jewish nation. Not something that you have, it's you, that I have, it's this great child that brings Torah for Yidin. But that you are the one that were Zeichet to be instrumental to, to build Klal Yisrael. of Yedin, by impacting each and, and all Jewish children, that they as well should take part in being part of the home of that is the greatest reward and the greatest nachas. To see the result of what you have created, what in Klal Yisrael you have built, not what you have for yourself, but the segment of Klal Yisrael that you were zeichet to bring into the world. Now here the Rebbe gets into the details of what are these three things of Kohone, Levia, and Malchus. What are they? Hodge, although as Bechlalos is Sai Kainim, Sai Levian, in Yonam, Lehibadl, Lamed, Lefne Hashem, Lashad, Seloi, Dechalo. So looking at first Kohone and Levia, so there, there is a similarity between them, both Kainim and Levian. What is their main position in Kal Yisrael? They're separated. And they are supposed to stand in front of Hashem, to serve Hashem, and so on. Zera Levi, Kule Muvdol Avedis Amikdash. The descendants of Levi are separated to serve the Abish and the Beis Amikdash. But there's still a distinction between the Kayanim and Levian. Is Iker Avdole by Kayanim. The main separation to be in the, that level to serve in the Beis Amikdash is primarily by the Kayanim. For Zaytun, the Avedis Akarbonis, the Ketaitis with Beis Amikdash. Their Aveda is in the Beis Amikdash, the Karbonis and the Ketaitis. Also expressed by the fact that a kain may not become tummy in order to be able to do the Aveda. He may not even leave Eretz Yisrael, go out of Eretz Yisrael. But by a Levi is And this does not apply by a Levi. This aspect of building Klal Yisrael, which are the Kayanim, what does this refer to? Is This is the aspect of Klal Yisrael. In order to build Klal Yisrael, you have to have this aspect of being separated from worldly matters, not to assimilate. Rather to cleave and to become one, to connect Hashem. That's the Kayanim. Alevi. Now, Alevi is not on the same level as a Kayin. The Levi is allowed to go out outside of Eretz Yisrael. On a he's even allowed to be tummy to go into a Beis The Seist in Yonai, what this refers to in the Aved of Ayid and building Klal Yisrael in the ways and in the actions of Ayid, is the fact that Ayid works 
and could even transform to elevate and to bring even those that are outside, to bring them also into the fold. Which is outside Eretz Yisrael, and even to be in a place which is in a place of a base Akvaris, which resembles this is a person that's in a place that's the opposite of life, in the spiritual sense as well. And that's where a Levi reaches and a Levi brings life there. That he could come to the level of a Levi, which becomes the portion, the inheritance of Hashem forever. Like the Kayan and Levi themselves. So Kayan give to Klal Yisrael this aspect of, the, of our existence to be completely removed of this world and connected. The Levian give to Klal Yisrael the aspect of what we need to go out to some extent to bring the ones that are outside to come to the level of the Levian to become dedicated to Hashem. But then comes the Bote Malchus. That's a level lower. Oh, but Alevi, because when it comes to the level of Alevi, is Farbundin mit Kainim. The Levi is still connected to the level that the Kainim are on. As the Pasuk describes the, the name Levi, who the Leviim are, V'yilavu alecha v'yishasucha. That they accompany you, the Kainim, and they serve you, the Kainim. Mitavedes amikdash and mit amakim kodesh. To serve in the Beis amikdash in a holy place. Obemeilah is move on, so it's understood, as eich zeye virkong is nit azayfil in velt. So therefore their impact is not so much in the space of the world itself. Der ad v'leviim de grechen hat a gewisse shaychis zu mikdash kedusha. The place where the Levim reach to bring people in is only such people that have some relation to the place that they want to bring them. The Levim bring the people up to them, to the place that they are. So they can only reach those that have some connection to them to be able to be brought in. However, when we're talking about building Klal Yisrael, we're talking about including everybody, reaching out into the furthest place. To bring the Eibishter into the entire world. And that's what Bate Malchus is. Bate Malchus is the kingdom of the Eibishter that's brought out to every single Yid and every single place in the world where he is, over there on the outside. And by that, to bring the kingdom of the Eibishter to everybody in the world. And this is the Mr. This is the real genuine Nachas that the Yiddish mother has. That she establishes homes generations of Yiddish children that are conducting themselves in this manner, building Klal Yisrael, in all these three aspects mentioned here. And then, all of Tzivis Hashem, which refers to all of Klal Yisrael, leave this final last Golis, this is given in Mitzrayim, similar to the way it was when Yidin left Mitzrayim, as Yotzu, called Tzivis Hashem, all of Tzivis Hashem, was in an Eifkestalt Gevarim, from the Miyaldes Eivriyes, that were established by the Jewish uh, midwives, Yecheved and Miriam, Meyeretz Mitzrayim, they left from Eretz Mitzrayim, Uberoisham, and at their head was Moshe, which Yishurim Melech, regarding Moshe, describes him as a king, that's uh, the union of Malchus, and Aaron Akayin, and Aaron Akayin, at the head of Yidin, Shiftam, and their Shevet, Shevet Levi, on Yitzin, the Yad Rama, you go with the outstretched arm of Hashem leading us.